Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. As Greece bounces back from a decade of economic crisis, earning praise and headlines and features across the board from The Economist to The Wall Street Journal, it is also up against a series of challenges. One of those is the demographic challenge, which has been described as existential. Nikos Kostadaras, a columnist for Kathy Merini, joins me to break down how Greece, given the position it finds itself in today, has a unique window of opportunity to push key reforms forward that would go a long way toward tackling some of the key challenges the country is up against, particularly the demographic challenge. Nikos, great having you on The Greek Current with us. Thanks for joining. Very nice to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Nikos, despite the past decade and a half of the economic crisis followed by a global pandemic and an energy and cost of living crisis, you've argued that Greece could not be in a better position than it is today. Why do you say that? Well, I say that given the situation that we've been through and given what is happening in the world right now, um, what I'm saying in a wry kind of way is it could be worse. It could have been worse. But it is much better than was likely because we have stability politically and economically. We have a growth development there. We have a political scene which allows reforms right now, and reforms are being proposed and uh, introduced. And although the international climate is terrible, frightening, Greece's relations with its neighbors are stable to good. And with its allies, they've never been better, especially the United States. And of course, Greece is an integral part of the European Union. So there is stability, the most stability that one could have expected right now in Greece. So that is why it's in a good position compared to where it could have been. It has very serious challenges ahead, but at least it's in a position to deal with them as as well as it can. Given this position, Nikos, do you think that Prime Minister Mitsotakis is in a unique spot to really step up the country's efforts to address a number of these challenges that you hinted at with key reforms? He is, and he's doing it. That is the interesting thing. There are reforms that he's uh, introducing and carrying out, which few people would have thought he would have dared so quickly, you know, grasping the the nettle the way he has. There are things that are, are pretty taboo in society that he's dealt with. There is the university reform, the allowing of, of non-state universities that he's pushing. There's the postal vote, which was a very big issue for other parties. You saw the first attempt didn't work out. He came back with a second attempt, which we hope will work better. There is the um, same-sex marriage, adoption, uh, and uh, all the child issues related to that. These are things that show that he's going to push for reforms. He's going to go ahead with this. They might not all work out. He might not push some others that we might be expecting, but at least he's doing things. And he's doing them at a quicker pace and in a much more determined way than many would have expected. I take my hat off to him for that, having watched how slow reform is in Greece and how um, difficult the consensus on that is. And he pushes ahead without having the consensus. You know that he's dealing with a lot of pushback from society. He's got pushback in his own party. He's daring to lose voters from his core on the right in an effort to to gain a a really strong hold of the center, which is uh, where he wants to move the party. So all of these things are positive. The other thing that is positive is the opposition. And I don't mean because the main opposition party, Syriza, is in disarray, but I get the feeling that if it remains in disarray or goes even worse, Mitsotakis will keep moving ahead with reforms because he understands that 
the contest is basically with himself and what he can achieve. That's what he will be judged by if there's no opposition to um, to compare him to. So on the one hand, if the opposition remains in disarray, Mitsotakis can move ahead with reforms without having to deal with too much difficulty in parliament. But if the opposition does move towards a more centrist position, which I wouldn't rule out, I would think that Kasselakis, if he can hang on, will push in that direction, will also benefit reforms and benefit stability and will benefit the country too if there is a, a good, serious opposition pushing the government. So the situation on paper is looking good. What we have to deal with is events, the unexpected, the weaknesses that are endemic in Greek politics, the economy and society, and of course, like never before, the international climate, where we know that the big challenges are coming from abroad, and it takes a lot of unity and determination in Greece to deal with them, to deal with things like climate change, mass migration, the high prices, the Middle East, the whole Ukraine story and the shifts and the axes that have been formed around all this and the instability and the sense that anything can happen. And at the same time, we're not at all sure where Europe is going to be in a few years' time, given the, the fluidity on the political scene in many major European countries. So difficult times, but we're in the best position we could have expected right now. Nikos, as Greece looks to find answers to all of these pressing problems and challenges in its neighborhood, one of the greatest dangers that it faces, as you point out in a recent piece in Kathimerini, is the demographic problem. And this was an issue that was highlighted at a recent economist forum on demographics in Athens. What's the scope of this challenge for Greece today? Well, the, the challenge is very clearly existential in the full meaning of the word. I mean, the Greeks will fade out if they don't change course. And it's these are the these monumental events that don't seem to be evident until you know it becomes too late to deal with them. The fact that there are more deaths than births means also that with the longer life, we're going to have more older people and fewer younger people working to support them. And there you're, already you have your main problem. I won't go into the figures, but we know that they are dismal in the sense of how many people are working, how many will be working in 20 years' time where the population will be. Already we have problems. We don't have people to do the work that needs to be done in manufacturing, in uh, agriculture, in the service industries like tourism. Real, real uh, problems already. So imagine when a larger part of the population is over 65 and there are far fewer young people than are necessary to keep the whole system of labor and social security afloat. So if we stay where we are now, it's not going to be viable in the future. Now, the one solution is that we become um, a pleasant province of a vibrant European Union in a kind of federated form, in which case it wouldn't be that important in the sense of survival, how many Greeks there are. But that's not you know, really fully up to us. That depends on the rest of the European Union member states. What is up to us is to make this country attractive to people who are not here and to people who have left and to people who are thinking of leaving. Because in my mind, the demographic problem is mainly a problem of quality of life right now. Greece is very beautiful. It is unique. It has all the beauty that we're always talking about, but it's a difficult place to live in and it's a difficult place to stake your claim and start out your career and your family and feel that you're going to get somewhere 
compared to other countries where people think that there are more opportunities. And that is the big, big bet that the government and the state and the whole of society has to win. Now, having said that, the government is doing a lot to press in the direction of more births and supporting people with children. There's more uh, subsidies, more benefits of every form. But again, I think those will be important only once people do take the decision that this is a place to really invest their lives in. And that will count on the people who are here staying here, the Greeks who have moved abroad deciding to come back, and a lot of immigrants choosing Greece as their uh, preferred place to live. We're not close to making Greece that attractive yet. Nikos, you've made the case that this challenge applies not only to the politicians in Greece, but to the whole of society. What should we expect here from Greek society? Well, Greek society has so much going for it in terms of facing the future. We know that the Greeks can deal with change. The Greeks are very adaptable and at the same time can hold on to their roots. So the one thing to say is Greek society will be great if it's honest with itself and does not try to be something else. Having said that, it needs to get out of the comfort zone a little bit, look at its taboos, see that it really needs to see the coming decades as a fight for survival and not just keeping things as usual and let's try to stay uh, where we were. We need a seriousness everywhere at every level. Anything that is done has to be done with follow-up and with attention to details. And that applies to politics. It applies to the people in the state, institutions, especially the judiciary, the police, anybody involved in regulating a well-run society. This kind of hit and miss thing, which happens so much, where we almost pretend that everything is functioning, but it's it's like on a sort of 80% effectiveness level. That's not good enough. We have to pursue excellence. And we have to do that by also showing on specific things that the Greeks can really be better than we've shown so far. We're great at hospitality, we're great at shipping, we're great at many, many things, but we also need to show what the Greeks are capable of in terms of research and in terms of inventions and helping deal with the challenges of the time. You know, the Greeks need to be in the center of the debate everywhere. Wherever there are developments, there are Greeks, and uh, we need to see that and support that. And the, the government has to see how it can help research and development and all of these things as much as it can. It is, it is there. This is a government that has these things in focus, and that is one of the, the things that make me say that things are as good as we could have expected, in the sense that uh, there is a lot of focus on dealing with the challenges of the future. So when I say about the social whole having to deal with it, it's for the people to understand that change needs to be evaluated clearly rather than dealt with on a level of ideology or I don't like this or it used to be better in the past, all of that. I think the important thing now is for the politicians, for the public intellectuals, for everybody who has a voice to make clear that uh, the challenge is very big but the task is achievable. People must believe that through change we can move ahead because until now reforms and change have always been seen as depriving some groups of something. We need to see this as a way for the whole to move ahead. And that will take a major effort from all of society and that includes people who are interested in Greece, who have ties with Greece abroad, 
it needs to be more than a national effort. It needs to be a kind of, don't want to sound odd, but you know, it's more like an intellectual and spiritual vision rather than just, you know, let's make the economy grow. Nikos, I think that's a great place to end our discussion. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. In other news, Turkey's parliament voted on Tuesday to allow Sweden to join NATO. The measure will go into effect once it is published in the country's official gazette, usually a swift formality. Despite Tuesday's vote, Sweden's swift accession is not guaranteed, as it remains unclear when Hungary might provide its assent. Erdogan has linked ratification of Sweden's NATO membership to congressional approval of a Turkish request to purchase F-16 fighter jets from the U.S. Erdogan has also urged Canada and other NATO allies to lift arms embargoes on Turkey. Finally, the Greek government and main opposition Syriza clashed over a bill that would introduce postal voting for Greeks living abroad in both European and national elections. PASOK also said it could only support the bill if the provision extending the postal vote to overseas voters was withdrawn and if the postal vote was only made available to voters in Greece who faced obstacles in voting. Meanwhile, draft laws on same-sex marriage and on reforming the court system will be on Prime Minister Mitsotakis' cabinet agenda on Wednesday, with State Minister Akis Ketsos set to present the bill on marriage equality. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.